you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at LifelineUK. So, um, as many of you know, I've, I've really been looking at whole areas of revival and renewal. It keeps coming back to this whole thing about personal preparation and what we uh what we do individually and so i started to think about what that means for us at this time and this time um which i think we could say is a time of absence it's a time where we have that absence of connections of friends it's a time of darkness when we're wondering will it all end and what happens then this kind of wilderness time when the normal patterns of life school and work are not there you know i think it's really tough particularly for the younger ones amongst us. Um, It's confusing, even though maybe there's not immediate danger. And I know that it's been something that's really been tough for kids. So you know what I want to do? Before we even go on, I just want to pray for the children amongst us now that God will touch them. So Father God, we just pray in the middle of this storm we're in, the middle of this lockdown, that you will be with us and with the kids particularly. We pray, Father God, that you would touch them, that you would fill them, that they would know your presence and they would know your peace. Father God, we ask all these things and we know there's always a way for children to come to you. So we just pray for peace and rest for our children. Amen. It's interesting that at the time of Pentecost, which is the time we're at now, the believers after Jesus ascended were waiting but it's after Pentecost, after they are filled with the Holy Spirit. No one seems to mourn Jesus. In other parts of the New Testament, you see people, uh, Paul writing about missing this person and that person, but nobody seems to mourn Jesus. And as I was thinking about this particular day, about the coming of the Holy Spirit, I realized that's because actually Jesus was with them. He's with them by his Holy Spirit. He would fill them with his Holy Spirit. And that's a great possibility for us, a possibility I want for my household, I want for my children, I want for Heidi, Josiah, Kirillin and Zachary. I want us to be filled with his spirit. I want us to experience that difference. But we're in a difficult time and it's kind of like this. It's, it's, we often see that in a hard time, um, in a, a tough time, it's a time where things are made ready. We often think about like in the summer, but actually fruit for fruit, it, the summer is that final period that gets things ready for for harvest. But it's harsh and it's dangerous in that sense. The harsh summer sun can be a danger for fruit, but it's what's needed to get the fruit ready. A crisis or a wilderness experience, darkness, it all has its purpose and God can use it for all of us and in all of us. How we respond to this situation is what is key. Are we looking to God for what he can do in us or are we just trying to get through? Because every season has its purpose. So let's have a look at two different groups of people. Uh, let's look at the Israelites. Um, you can see them going on and, and they had a time of absence where their leader, 
was missing. Uh, Moses went up the Mount, Mount Sinai to be with God. And then we got the believers. Jesus had died, had risen again and had ascended. And they were on their own in this upper room. And they dealt with things in different ways. And we've got a choice whether we deal with things in the same way that they did there. So we've got the different choice. Now, interestingly, some, some of you are close to your religious calendar will know, actually, this is, this is also the Pentecost period is actually a Jewish festival of Shabbat. It's about celebrating the coming of the law. But both these people, both the Israelites who were missing Moses and the believers who are missing Jesus were in a similar time of absence. And I think we can relate to them. Moses goes up the mountain. Great picture here of him coming down the mountain. He was actually gone for quite a period of time. And um, he, uh, he was up the mountain. He's met with God. All this kind of stuff was happening, but he was gone for a very long time. And people started to wonder what's happening with him. Um, and while they're up there, they turned instead to idols. They made a golden calf for themselves. And that was not good news. There were lots of things outside of their control. They could tune into God, but they decided instead to go back to the worldly patterns, the patterns they knew from Egypt. And an idol is something that stands in the way. It's an alternative for us from God. We've got idols today. Normally I'd be asking, well, what are idols today? But obviously we can't interact. So, so idols today could be binge TV, being introverted or being extroverted. Having that time to ourselves, my me time, eating food, drink, drugs, gaming, even doing DIY. All these things can be ways of distracting us from getting on and being with God. And I think those are things we need to consider. What are we doing with this time of absence when God might want to be doing something with us? Or we've got this time the, uh, in the upper room. You've got uh, all the believers were gathered together and they were praying. Jesus wasn't there, but he'd left a promise. The Israelites had a promise as well. They had a promise of going into the promised land. But the believers here, they had a promise. And Jesus said he would send a helper. Boy, do I need that helper. I'm sure we could all say that. There was a shaking and tongues of fire came on the head of different people. They were prophesying in other languages. In fact, they looked drunk. In fact, the result of this was that people gathered, but they were bewildered. You see the different people here gathered in the picture they're wondering what's going on some were confused some scoffed some repented and some were baptized so we see all these different results let's have a look at them together with exodus with the whole situation in sinai there was absence that moses was there despite the promises they turned to worldly comforts to worldly idols they found temporary solace in idols alternative replacements for god and they were delayed from their mission for 40 years in fact any outsider who looked at what the Israelites would have done, would have said, actually, that's, that's, that's what you do. You make an idol, that's what you do. It made sense to the people around them. Whereas in the upper room, uh, in the absence of Jesus, they remembered the promise and they waited and prayed. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they started on their mission to affect the world. But those who saw them, so they gathered together, they came from all other, over the city to see these crazy people who were prophesying, speaking in tongues and... And lots of things were happening. People were confused. They were astounded. They were bewildered. They scoffed. But some were convicted and wanted to change. So we see these great incidences. We see these different ways that people dealt with absence. But there was purpose in the coming of the Torah, the coming of the law. 
and there was purpose in the coming of the Holy Spirit. And we see them to be linked. The result of the Holy Spirit coming was there was no needy person amongst the believers. And you know what we hear also? After the law came, that was supposed to be the, the purpose of the law as well. It was supposed to have a beneficial effect on those around. It wasn't just something for the believers themselves. It was supposed to affect things. In fact, Jesus tells them that there's going to be a result. The Holy Spirit was not just for them. He says, you will receive power. Jesus said this in Acts before he said, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we know there was not a place for a cozy church gathering, just a kind of me, my group of pals. They actually had to go into the whole world. And actually, things didn't go quite according to plan, even for the believers. They didn't move out to affect Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world until the persecution came. We've not got time to look at that particular story, but God had to give them the shove again to get on with things. And there's a bit of a warning for us. We need to get on and make sure we're doing the things God's got for us in this season and not just enjoy being cozied up in that sense. I've been listening to different people talking about how we come back stronger from this time of absence. And I've got these three areas I want us to consider response. Firstly, we can't fix it ourselves, looking to anything but God. There's no place for idols. Idols of self, of work, of education, of distraction, of being introvert or being extrovert. We can only come back stronger in his strength. We need to be emptied out of ourselves and be filled not with our energy and our will, but more of him. And we need to abide. Bible talks about being on the vine, being close. I think for some people, we've got three different types of people, I suspect, at the moment. Some who have got more time, because maybe they're furloughed or maybe work has reduced. Some who are working from home and it's hard to strike a work-life balance. And some who are going out and serving on the front line in whatever essential services they are. And for some people, they have more time at the moment and some people have less. But actually, we recognise that God will take whatever we have on offer if we give it out of whatever we have. And we see that we saw that widow bringing that might, that small coin, and Jesus recognised that offering. So our abiding, I believe that God is gracious to us and whatever we can give and what we can bring, he'll recognise. But I do think it's important for us to consider this particular situation and what God wants to do with it. And the fact that actually, even in the terrible things we face, that actually there are some things that God can do with us. And it's about not trying to fix things, but looking at things slightly differently. I came across this quote from a pastor called Alan Hirsch. He says, to learn how to play chess, start by removing your queen. Master the game without the best piece and put the queen back in and see how good you are. In the church, the Sunday service, or I would say the gathering of people together, is our queen. It's one of our strong points. Now the queen is off the board. And it's time to rediscover what the other pieces can do. So what are those other pieces? Those other pieces are you. The other pieces your household. It's time to rediscover what the Spirit of God can do in you. Let's pray. Father God, we want to meet with you at this time. We want to have that upper room experience. We want to be filled by your Spirit. We want to know your touch. We want to know your infilling. But we recognize that we're not part of a bless me. It's not just about getting a warm feeling ourselves, that you want us to affect your world for your good. You want us to go into the whole world. You don't want us just to stay in our own comfortable places. 
and we recognize lord god there are many amongst us that are not comfortable there are some amongst us that are ill there are some amongst us that are lonely and we pray father god that you would help us reach out in ways beyond what we can see to know how to touch people how to go to the ends of the earth lord god i want us just to come finally to a song a particular song which i found really powerful I just want more, I just want more, more of you, God, more of you, God. I just want more, I just want more, more of you, God, more of you. I pour out all I on all I am I'm making room for you Lord I'm ready to open up my heart to receive not in part but the fullness of who you are Lord I'm ready I just want more I just want more 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 of you God I just want more I just want more more of you God more of you I pour out all I have and lay down all I am I'm making room for you Lord I'm Open up my heart to receive not in part, but the fullness of who you are. Lord, I'm ready. I just want more. I just want
you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.